Welcome to Zichud Daf Simani Mamah by Ram Goldhar and today we're in Sechus Ksubis Daf Mem Hey, the fourth parak Nar Shini Spasasa. The Zichud Masechus Ksubis program has been generously sponsored as a schus for Hachazachas Torah. So the three daps we're going to focus on number one. Shiloh Tana Bryce that begins at the bottom of Daf Mem Dalad Amah Base. Shalosh Midos Benara. There are three types of execution with regard to a Nara who committed adultery as an Arusa. If witnesses came after she was already in her father-in-law's house, meaning after her nesuin, and testified that she committed adultery while she was still in her father's house, as an arusa, sokun osal pesach beisavia. We stone her at the entrance of her father's house, as if to say, look at the offspring that you have raised. If witnesses came while she was still in her father's house and testified that she committed adultery while she was still in her father's house, Sokun Osal Pesach Shara'ir, we stone her at the entrance of the city gate. If she sinned as a Na'ara and then became a Bulgaris, she's punished with strangulation. Rashi explains that she's punished with the same punishment that a Bulgaris who commits adultery receives. For the Pasuk says that skill is dictated for a Na'ara. And since she went through a status change between the time she sinned and the time she stood trial, she's judged according to her status at the time of conviction. The Gemara will successfully challenge this last ruling and come to amend the Brisa that in fact she'll get skill. Pointing to the grass, why should one who is an Nara when she sins but is a Bulgaris when she's judged be punished with skewa? When the Pasik says Nara Hamarasa, a betrothed Nara, is stoned, and this woman is now Bulgaris. Rabbi Ilah answered the Pasik says that they shall take Hanara, the Nara, out and stone her. The superfluous the Nara implies Hanara Shahizakvar. She was previously a Nara when she sinned. When Rabbi Hanania said to Rabbi Ilah that if this is so, then one who defames such a woman should also receive Malkas and pay one her slime. Rabbi Ilan responded incredulously, and the Gemara explains the difference. Zoma Garmula, this one, the woman, her adulterous actions caused her punishment, and when she committed adultery, she was a Nara. While this one, referring to the defamer, the curving of his lips, referring to his defamation, caused him to be high of a punishment. And at the time he spoke, she was already a Bulgaris. Therefore, he cannot be given the punishment for one who defames a Nara. And pointing to three, was taught in the Bryce that Narha Marasa Shazinsa, Sokun Osal Pesach Beisavia, a betrothed Nara that commits adultery, he stoned her at the entrance of her father's house. If her father has no house, Sokun Osal Pesach Shara Irahi, we stone her at the entrance of that city's gate where she committed adultery. And in a city whose majority are idolaters, we stone at the entrance of Basin. Similarly, one who worships idols, we stone at the gate of the city in which he worshipped. And in a city that is a majority of idol worshippers, we stone at the entrance of Basin. The Gemara brings us sources for these rulings. So once again, the three points are number one. Shiotara Bryce that begins at the bottom of Daf Mem Daladama base. Shalosh Midos There are three types of execution with regard to an Ara who committed adultery as an Arusa. Bala eating Babes Chamia, Shazinsa Babes Avio. If witnesses came after she was already in her father in law's house, meaning after her Nasuan, and testified that she committed adultery while she was still in her father's house as an Arusa, Sokun Osal Pesach Babes Avio. We stone her at the entrance of her father's house, as if to say, Rogidum Shigidaltim, look at the offspring that you have raised. If witnesses came while she was still in her father's house and testified that she committed adultery while she was still in her father's house, Sokun Osal Pesach Shara Ir, we stone her at the entrance of the city gate. If she sinned as a Na'ara and then became a Bulgaris, she's punished with strangulation. Rashi explains that she's punished with the same punishment that a Bulgaris who commits adultery receives. For the Pasuk says that skill is dictated for a Na'ara. And since she went through a status change between the time she sinned and the time she stood trial, she's judged according to her status at the time of conviction. The Gemara will successfully challenge this last ruling and come to amend the Brisa that in fact she'll get skill. 
Pointing to the rest, why should one who is an nar when she sins but is a bogeris, when she's judged, be punished with skewa? When the Pasik says, Nara Hamarasa, a betrothed Nara is stoned, and this woman is now bogeris. Rabbi Ila answered, the Pasik says, they shall take Hanara, the Nara, out and stone her. The superfluous, the Nara, implies Hanara Shahisakvar. She was previously a Nara when she sinned. When Rabbi Hanania said to Rabbi Ila that if this is so, then one who defames such a woman should also receive Malkas and pay one her slime. Rabbi Ila responded incredulously, and the Gemara explains the difference. Zoma Garmula, this one, the woman, her adulterous actions caused her punishment, and when she committed adultery, she was a Nara. While this one, referring to the defamer, the curving of his lips referring to his defamation, caused him to be high of a punishment. And at the time he spoke, she was already a Bulgaris. Therefore, he cannot be given the punishment for one who defames a Nara. And point number three was taught in the Bryce that Nara Hamarasa Shazinsa Sokun Osal Pesach Beisavia, a betrothed Nara that commits adultery, who stoned her at the entrance of her father's house. If her father has no house, Sokun Osal Pesach Shara Irei, we stone her at the entrance of that city's gate where she committed adultery. And in a city whose majority are idolaters, we stone at the entrance of Basin. Similarly, one who worships idols, we stone at the gate of the city in which he worshipped, and in a city that is a majority of idol worshippers, we stone at the entrance of Basin. The Gemara brings us sources for these rulings. All right, so now we go to our Simvadav Memhei, and our standard simon is Monopoly, the game Monopoly, Monopoly, Memhei. So here it goes. The three Naras playing execution monopoly and trying not to land on father's house, city gate, or tight neck were joined by a defamed Nara who became a Bagaris who was upset her accuser did not have to pay the Kanas and who had just come from a town with a majority of idolaters where stoning was done at the entrance of Basin. So once again, in slow motion, the three Naras playing execution monopoly, monopoly, that must be more enough, mem hey. The three Naras playing execution monopoly and try not to land on Father's house, city gate, or tight neck, which reminds us, Shio taught a brace of the Tat, Shosh Midos Benara. There are three types of execution with regard to a Naru who committed adultery as an Arusa, dependent on when the witnesses came to testify against her and how old she was at the time of the conviction. So the three Naras playing execution monopoly and try not to land on Father's house, city gate, or tight neck were joined by a defamed Nara who became a Bagaris who was upset her accuser did not have to pay the Kanas. Which reminds us, the Gemara explains that in the case of a Narmarasu who was a Nara when she sinned, but a Bagaris when she was judged, she gets skilled because her adulterous actions caused her punishment. And when she committed adultery, she was a Nara. Whereas in the case of the defamer, Akimus of Garmulo, the curving of his lips referring to his defamation caused him to be high of a punishment. And at the time he spoke, she was already a Bagaris. Therefore, he cannot be given the punishment for one who defames a Nara. So the three Naras playing execution monopoly and try not to land on father's house, city gate, or tight neck were joined by a defamed Nara who became a Bulgaris, who was upset her accuser did not have to pay the Kanas, and who had just come from a town with a majority of idolaters where stoning was done at the entrance. A basin. Which reminds us, it was Tanda Brysa, a Narmarasa that commits adultery, we stone her at the entrance of her father's house. If her father has no house, we stone her at the entrance of the city's gate where she committed the adultery, and in a city with a majority of idolaters, we stone her at the entrance. A basin. Once again, it's motion. The three Naras playing execution monopoly and try not to land on father's house, city gate, or tight neck, were joined by a defamed Naro who became a Bulgaris, who was upset her accuser did not have to pay the Kanas, and who had just come from a town with a majority of idolaters, where stoning was done at the entrance of Basin. All right, now it's time for Forbal Abba Chazara. 
Daf Memov. So the Simran Daf Memov is a grandma. So here goes. The grandma, grandma. That must have worn Daf Memov. The grandma who told Basin she would certainly object if they let a Mafata ruin her granddaughter's wonderful reputation, which reminds us, the next mission which states, the one who says, I seduced Pony's daughter, pays for Bosch's begum, but does not pay the knas, does not go according to the Tana of the price we taught, that a Mafatu confesses, even Bosch's begum he doesn't have to pay, for he's not believed to discredit the daughter of Pony. Rapapa asked Abaya, what would be the luck if it was acceptable to the girl to suffer a bad reputation in order to receive the Bosch's begum? And the Gemara answers, that perhaps it's not acceptable to her father. And even if it was, perhaps it's not acceptable to members of the family. Rashi explains that it's not for Basin to do something that will sustain the family's embarrassment. And even if it was acceptable to them, it's impossible that there's not one family member in a distant land for whom it's not acceptable. So the grandma who told Basin she would certainly object if they let him a fata ruin her granddaughter's wonderful reputation was incensed when Basin informed her she owed Chetzi Nezik Azukanas because her ox scored, which reminds us, more brings Malchokas regarding Chetzi Nezik, half damages which are paid when a short time damages. Rav Papa said, Palganiska Mamona, half damages are payment of damages, where Mpudabre Rav Yeshua says, Palganiska Kanasa, half damages are Kanas. So the grandma told Basin she would certainly object if they let a Mafata ruin her granddaughter's wonderful reputation was incensed when Basin informed her she owed Chetzi Nezik as a kanas because her ox gored, and that she had a court date in Eretz Yisrael because her kitty cat was a killer and eating large chickens, which reminds us. The Gemara states that now that it has been established that Chetzi Nezik is a kanas, in the case of a dog that killed and ate a sheep, or a cat that killed and ate large chickens, it's a case of unusual damage and we do not collect it in Babel. Collection of kanas requires dayanim with smicha, and smicha can only be given in Eretz Yisrael. But if the damaged party sees property of the owner of the dog or cat, we do not take it away from him. And if the damaged party said to Basin, set up date for me to go to Eretz Yisrael to present the case in Basin with dayanim, who have smicha, the courts set a date for him. And if the damager doesn't go by that date, mishamtinimle, we place a ban on him. Daf Mem Base. So the similar Daf Mem Base is a mobster. So here goes. The mobster's son's mobster. That must mean we're in Daf. Membeis. The mobster's sons who watched their father die in rage when he learned that the Ma'anas who admitted after he swore was Pater, which reminds us, it was taught in the Mishnah in Shavuos. If one says to another, Anastu Batisa is beat to you, violated my daughter, or you seduced my daughter, and the defendant responds that he did not, and the father makes him swear, and afterwards the defendant admits that he violated or seduced her, and that he had sworn falsely, he's hired to pay the claim, and an additional fifth, and bring an Ashim, but Rav Shimon exempts him. Shainu Misham, Knas al for the din is, that one does not pay Knas by his own admission. The Chami said to him that even though he doesn't pay Kanas by his own admission, he does pay for Boshu's Bagam by his own admission. Since his denial has a monetary consequence, he is Chayvanashim for his false oath. So the mobster's sons who watched their father die in rage when he learned that the Ma'anis who admitted after he swore was Pater, were hoping that they would inherit another uncollected 50 shekel Kanas, which reminds us, Abai asks his Rebbe, Rabba, one who says to another that you violated or seduced my daughter and I sued you in Basin, and you were obligated to pay me money, referring to the 15 shekel kanas, and the defendant denies it all, swears, and then later confesses that he swore falsely, what's the law according to Rabbi Shimon? Rabbi says that in fact Rabbi Shimon does not treat a kanas after conviction as money. And when he said that Rabbi Shimon does treat it as money, it was with respect to bequeathing it to his sons. So the mobster's sons who watched their father die in rage when he learned that the ma'anas who admitted after he swore was Pater, were hoping that they would inherit another uncollected 50 shekel kanas. 
But we're informed that a father is only entitled to a kenas when it is actually given to him. Which reminds me of Yosef explained that in the case of Onus and Mephata, the Pusik states, The man who lay with her shall give the father of the girl 50 silver pieces. The Torah did not entitle the father to the Kanas until the moment it is actually given to him. When Rabbi said that a fine after conviction is considered money with respect to bequeathing it to his sons, Bashar Kanasos, it was with respect other fine. Daf Mem Gimel, so the Simmer Daf Mem Gimel is a magazine. So here goes. The daughter's room was filled with all the magazines she bought, with the money she made after her father's death, which reminds us, Rebbe Vinas Rebbe Sheshus, a daughter's being supported by her brothers from her father's estate, to whom do her earnings belong? Rav Shesha's answer, they belong to the brothers, but Rav Yosef challenged him, which Rav explains is based on a mission from which he learned, that her earnings are like what she finds, just as what she finds during her father's lifetime belongs to him, and what she finds after her father's death belongs to her, so to what she earns during his lifetime belongs to the father, but after his death belongs to her. So the daughter whose room was filled with all the magazines she bought, with the money she made after her father's death, had the Evakanani who was bequeathed to her brothers keep them tidy, which reminds us, it was said in the name of Rav, a daughter who was being supported from the estate by her brothers, her earnings belonged to her. For it was written in regard to an Evakanani, You shall keep them in your possession for your children after you to inherit. This implies only they are passed on as a heritage to your children, but your daughters are not passed on as a heritage to your children. This tells us that a person does not bequeath to his son the rights that the Torah grants him in his daughter. So the daughter whose room was filled with all the magazines she bought, with the money she made after her father's death, had the Evakanani who was bequeathed to her brothers keep them tidy, who she tipped using the money she received from two kasubas after her father had married her off twice. Which reminds us, the next mission states that if one gave his daughter, who is a katana or a nara in Erison, and the chassan divorced her before Nesuin, and then the father gave her over a second time, and she was widowed before Nesuin, her ksuba from both marriages belonged to the father. If he gave her in Nesuin, and the chassan divorced her, and the father gave her in Nesuin a second time, and she was widowed, ksubasa shalah, the ksuba from both marriages belonged to her. Rebuta says, harishon shalab, the first ksuba belongs to the father. The Gemara explains the malchokas. Daf mem dalad, so the Simver Duff Memdalad is mud. So here goes. The two stars for one field dated one after the other, lying in the mud. Mud? That must be one Duff Memdalad. The two stars for one field dated one after the other, lying in the mud, which reminds Rav Nachman said, Two stars are for one field, and one is dated after the other. The second star nullifies the first. The Gemara asks what the reason is that the first star is Bato, and Rafam said that we say the recipient admitted to him that the first star was invalid. And Rashi explains that by acknowledging the need for a second star, the recipient is admitting the first star was a fraudulent. Ravacha said that we say the recipient graciously waived the lien that is inherent in the first deed. If the land is seized, he's limited to collecting from lands sold after the date of the second star. The Gemara brings three enough meanings between the two reasons, the disqualification of the witnesses, the repayment of fruits eaten, and payment of the property tax. So the two stars for one field dated one after the other, 
lying in the mud, were discovered by Anarha Marasa, who was not conceived in Kedusha, but her birth was in Kedusha, which reminds us we learned that Anarha Marasa, if conception was not in Kedusha, meaning it was before her mother converted, but her birth was in Kedusha, meaning after her mother converted, Harza was Skila. She's Chayv Skila, but she's not subject to stoning by the entrance of her father's house, since her father's a Jewish, nor is she entitled to the hundred cell of fine if her husband is found to be lying about her. The Gemara learns that the superfluous word Umesa, and she shall die, is coming to include one who's not conceived in Kedusha, but was born in Kedusha for Skila. And when the Gemara asks why this does not teach us that if her husband is found guilty of trying to defame her, he should be lashed and have to pay the fine, it answers Umesa, and she shall die. She was included for the death penalty, but not for the fine. So the two stars for one field dated one after the other, lying in the mud, were discovered by Nahomarasa, who was not conceived in Kedusha, but her birth was in Kedusha. When she noticed a young orphan girl sitting in the mud and crying because the one who defamed her didn't have to pay the kanas. Which reminds us, we have no focus whether Hamotzi Shemra Al Yasoma is putter, whether one who defames an orphan girl is putter from paying the fine. Alright, so now it's time to conclude their 10 question pop quiz. Number one. Which stuff did Malchukas of Chamin Rabbi Yehuda if a girl was married off twice, whether she gets both ksubas or her father gets the money from the first one? That's on Duff. Mem Gimel. Good. Number two. Which stuff did according to one Tana, a mafatu confesses, does not pay poshas of a gum because Basin does not give him a platform to ruin the girl's reputation? That's on Duff. Good. Number three. Which stuff did we learn two different reasons as to why when there are two stars on the same field, the second star is Mavato the first one? That's on Duff. Good. Number four. Which of the one the Rebbe Shiva taught there were Shosh Midos Benara, three types of execution for Narmarasa who committed adultery? That's on Duff. Good. Number five. Which stuff we have whether one who defames Yasoma is putter from paying the fine? That's on Duff. Memdal. Good number six. Which of the one Anarmarasa Shorasa lies of a Kedusha? Vladasabakadusha gets skewer, but her defamer, if found guilty, does not pay the fine. That's on Duff. Memdal. Good number seven. Which of the one a daughter's earnings after her father's death is like that which she finds after his death? Just as she keeps what she finds, she keeps what she earns. That's on Duff. Mem Kimmel. Good number eight. Which of the one the Rabbah said the Rabbi Shimon treats a kanas as money with regards to bequeathing it to one's sons? That's on Duff. Mem Good number nine. Which of the one a Nara who's a Bulgaris at the time of her conviction gets skewer, but her defamer, if found guilty, does not pay the fine? That's on Duff. Mem Good. And number ten. Which something on that in a town that is rove idolaters, the Namarasi gets stoned by the entrance of Basin, that's on Duff. Mem hey, excellent. That concludes today's shear. This is Rabbi Ram Goldham Zich wishing you a great day and great learning.